0: Welcome in to episode four of Off The Record. I can't believe that it's already been a month of working on this show. It seems crazy that we've already got four episodes in and this idea finally came to life. So super excited to be here for another week. I'm Kirsten Kroll, joined by Alexis Downey.
1: Alexis, how are you? Doing so great. After a nice long vacation last week, I'm back, back to work. And jumping back into the sports world, I feel like I've been a little bit out of it, but um been trying to catch up over the past day or so, and there's certainly been a lot to catch up on.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, taking a weekend off to go to Colorado and <laughs> all your snowboarding pictures doesn't seem like a bad way to unwind. And even in some bigger news even than just all that's been going on in the sports world, We have somebody who finally carved some time out of her schedule to come on and join us for episode four of off the record please welcome our producer Paige Yeager
2: yeah I'm busy (laughs) and all the other weeks I've kind of just been like you know you two just kind of run with it but this week I was like you know you got to do it sometime Paige so (laughs) I guess I guess this
0: is my debut. I, I couldn't even say that with a straight face.
2: Welcome, we're happy to have you on. Thank you for finally allowing me to be on the show I edit every week. It's,
0: it's
1: a blast to be here. You're doing great work, I'm a big fan. Thanks. So Paige, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a few things about you, just so the audience gets to know a little bit more behind our producer.
2: Cool. Um, normally I'm the one asking those questions, so it's it's kind of fun to be on the other side for once. So i um, uh, grown up in Minnesota, definitely a Minnesota sports fan, um, except I think the Timberwolves just have like the all-time losing franchise record officially now, so Regardless, the the retro memorabilia on the wall is still very much appreciated. A wild fan, a Twins fan, um, huge golf fan. grew up playing golf my whole life. Um, Yeah, I'm just loving life. Living in my brother's basement. It's awesome.
0: (laughs) And Paige, you mentioned the busy schedule that you have. You've always been somebody who, in my opinion, has been the perfect example of somebody who grinds. You wear a lot of different hats. Talk about some of the different things that you have going on right now
2: um i'm a production assistant at fox sports north i'm soon to be valley sports north up here in kind of the minnesota wisconsin hemisphere of teams uh so do a lot of work um helping cover the timberwolves the wild um and then speaking of the wild i also have another part-time job with the wild as a team um, on their social content that's been really fun as well other than that just kind of those things pop up. Um, yeah, I don't really like to say no to things. So (laughs) and a podcast
1: and YouTube show. (laughs) Well, now I feel like the odd man out between you guys, but Paige, you mentioned you love golf and there's been a lot of golf news going on. Um, specifically with Tiger Woods. Why don't you jump into that? So I think like as any golf fan
2: growing up, you idolize Tiger Woods. You idolized him just because his work ethic is immense. He, you know, it's, he's a good example of what you put in, you get out. And just growing up, I always looked up to Tiger Woods. It was, I think the 2016 Ryder Cup. I hope I get that year right. It was in Minneapolis. Uh, and I skipped school and I went like any golf fan do, do, does, um, did words, um, And I got about two feet from Tiger Woods and I took as many pictures as I could. And I will remember that day for the rest of my life because he's made that much of an impact, um, to kind of go off that impact, just what happened in that car accident kind of shocked me. And I know I did with a lot of other golf fans, uh, in the world, I think right when it happened, I called my dad, the same thing I did with Kobe, um, dad, this happened to Tiger. Have you heard? Oh my gosh, this is crazy. And the whole, our whole family was kind of just in shock with Tiger. The thing with Tiger that's in discussion right now is, can he come back? And it's really similar to the Ben Hogan situation. And I think 1949 was in the forties. I can tell you that. Um, But he, you know, Ben Hogan, he fractured his pelvis and had all these horrific things happen to him as well. Um, He was 10 years younger than Tiger, so that might have played. But he actually came back and won six majors after his accident. Uh, Don't know if that'll happen with Tiger. But I was reading something today about Tiger that people are just like, we obviously want him as fans to come back. We want to see Tiger on Sunday at the Masters wearing the red and black. But the, the article was basically going like, and I think I agree, and I don't know if I'm in the majority with this, but I don't know if he needs to come back to prove anything. I think Tiger's the goat. Tiger's the goat day one. Um, I don't think he has anything to prove, but it's that impact is so cool that the ripple effects it's having with the PGA, just different players um, wearing red and black at the um, WGC Championship last weekend. So like names like Rory McIlroy, he's never ever worn red and black on a Sunday uh, meeting before just because of his sponsorship with Nike. So props to all the PGA and the LPGA players as well, kind of showing their respects and Tiger kind of made it up like um Tiger made a statement saying you guys are helping me get through this. Thank you very much. Um, so hopefully we'll see him play again. But if he doesn't and he's healthy, he can live another different phase of his life. I'll be just as happy for him.
0: I think, yeah, you everything you just said, you said perfectly Paige and you brought up Rory McIlroy, how he was wearing his Sunday red. I know After the accident happened about a day or two later, he also made a statement saying as much as we do and would love to see Tiger come back, the main thing we should be focusing on is that he's still alive and he can still be a dad to his kids. So I think that just really sent the message to a lot of people. So we definitely wish him the best and hope to see him on the course again. But just like you said, I don't think there's anything left that he has to prove he's going to go down, as a legend regardless.
2: Just hope he's healthy. Praying for Tiger, uh, I definitely need now to invest in a red polo that I do not own, but I will buy one.
0: Paige, thank you again for coming on, giving us some golf insight, which I know I'm speaking for Alexis as well as myself, we could use a little more insight on. We like to go to the range and just mess around, but as far as our knowledge on golf, use a little more insights so thank you for bringing that to us and we will have you back on the show again soon
2: okay thanks for allowing me to come on (laughs) thanks
0: Paige. And now we're gonna cut to a quick break, but when we come back, we've got a lot more in store for you guys from quarterback speculation to the biggest signing, not only of the last week, but maybe of this entire year. Stay with us.
1: Welcome back to off the record. There's been so much happening in sports this week, so we're gonna bring you through a couple of the headlines that have been in the news. According to NFL Network's Jane Slater, it's reported that Dak Prescott is looking to get paid right behind Patrick Mahomes. And on Tuesday, the Minnesota Vikings announced that they released tight end Kyle Rudolph after 10 seasons with the Vikings. According to Ian Rapaport, the Washington football team is expected to part ways with quarterback Alex Smith. Disney and the
0: NFL have reached an agreement on a new media rights deal that includes ESPN renewing Monday Night Football. And for the first time since 2006, ABC
1: will once again be included in the Super Bowl rotation. And from February 27th to March 29th, you can catch the inaugural season of the only pro indoor women's volleyball league in the U.S. This league consists of 44 elite players from around the world in Dallas, Texas, and is in a partnership with USA Volleyball. Lots of things there, but hopefully you've been paying attention to sports. Otherwise, that's our way of catching you up. And keeping with that, the NFL, the quarterback carousel that we've been watching. There's been a little bit of Russell Wilson news. So this week, per Adam Schefter, he said that while Russell Wilson hasn't directly asked for a trade, his camp gave the Seahawks a list of teams that he would and only would go to, and these include the Cowboys, the Saints, the Raiders, and the Bears. Kind of an interesting list. Kirsten, what are your thoughts on this? I think...
0: Things are about to get increasingly more interesting as this off season progresses. And here's why after the news broke yesterday, that JJ Watt signed with the Cardinals, he is now in the same division as Russell Wilson. Wilson has already discussed his frustration being the most sacked quarterback in the NFL and the lack of protection from his O-line. Now, not only did you have Aaron Darnold, Nick Boza and Chandler Jones in your division, but you had JJ Watt to the mix. I don't think Russell Wilson is happy about that at all. And does this, do the Seahawks have the cap space to add the protection that Russell Wilson needs? I just think it's funny that his camp, they didn't have, they didn't formally ask for a trade, but they're just throwing it out there casually. If you ever do want to trade him, these are the terms and conditions almost to see him go. And almost as if he knew he was in trouble with J.J. Watt now entering the chat, basically. So I, I don't know. I see Russell Wilson in the coming weeks really making a push, being probably increasingly more upset with his situation. And I won't be surprised at all if one of these teams he lands on next season.
1: And when you look at those four teams, again, the Cowboys, the Saints, the Raiders, or the Bears, I personally think that the Saints would be the best fit for Russell Wilson due to the anticipated retirement of Drew Brees. They also have a team that's been in the playoffs recently. They're a solid team. So Russell Wilson could easily fit right in with that team. But the Saints have a lot of salary cap issues. They're really over the money right now. So I think that would really um, prevent Wilson from going to the saints. Otherwise, uh, you know, you look at the Cowboys, they already supposedly have a quarterback. I'm sure you have a couple thoughts on that as well. The bears, I know bears fans wouldn't be mad about Russell Wilson joining the team, but again, he's going to cost so much money for whatever team that he could get traded to. It's almost like, what is he worth? When you look at all these other elite quarterbacks around the NFL, how do you decide, you know, how much one is worth compared to another?
0: And especially, too, when the value of the quarterback continues to go up, especially when you're coming off of a season that the NFL just saw that was financially struck due to the pandemic, not being able to have any if reduced capacity of fans. That's a lot of money lost. Can teams really afford to pay some of these players? I think maybe cap-wise, cap you'll see some teams playing it a little bit safer. Um, And even going back to that list, I think you can take Dallas out of the equation right now. Dak Prescott is going to be their starting quarterback next season. And even you have him saying he wants to be paid just like Patrick Mahomes. He's betting on himself. It's going to be interesting. Again, that's a discussion for another time with him coming back from injury. But I agree with you, Alexis. I think the Saints are probably the most appealing on that list to take in Russell Wilson and for him to want to go to. And Alexis, now we're going to lead into our next discussion and this one I'm going to just tee it up for you and you can (laughs) take it away. With almost no introduction. I'm going to say JJ Watt is officially a member of the Arizona Cardinals, the source breaking this news was himself as he casually did it while squatting in his home gym wearing an Arizona Cardinals t shirt so
1: Alexis, what are your thoughts. So JJ Watt joining the Cardinals honestly did come as a surprise to me. Um, I didn't really see them fitting in his selection of teams. Now I understand, you know, a lot of Pittsburgh fans wanted him to come to Pittsburgh to join his brothers. I'm sure his brothers did. I'm sure his parents did, his family, everyone. But as far as the Steelers are concerned, it doesn't add up in terms of the money that they need to be spreading around, it wouldn't make sense to sign JJ. Um, But I know the Cleveland Browns and the Buffalo Bills also expressing a lot of interest in him so seeing him with the Cardinals really came as a surprise DeAndre Hopkins his former teammate with the Texans to uh posting a picture on Instagram just a couple days ago maybe a week ago or so a picture of the two of them hugging saying that he wanted JJ to come to Arizona that kind of led right into it Hopkins is super happy to have his former teammate back with him. And I think Arizona fans are really excited about this um, to see how the team is going to play out. They want to be contenders. JJ also wanted to go to a team that he could potentially make it to the Super Bowl with. Do I see the Cardinals making it to the Super Bowl with JJ? I'm not so sure. I think they do have some some strides to go before they get to that point. They're building the talent, I would say. Um, but JJ is already in his thirties. I mean, how long does he have left in the league? How long is it going to take for the Cardinals to get to that? I, I'm i not sure if it's going to work out. I mean, obviously don't bet against him. Don't don't wish that that doesn't happen for him. But um, I I guess one other thing I do have to say is I'm glad he didn't go to the Browns because him facing against his brothers in an already really intense rivalry would have just been a lot for people to handle, including his family, I'm sure. So I think JJ ending up in another sunny state uh, is kind of fitting. And it seems like him and his wife uh, are adjusting to that already. The Cardinals have been posting a lot on their social media, introducing him. Showing him around the training facilities, so I, I think he seems pretty happy with this landing spot.
0: I agree with you in the sense that this came as a shock. I don't think anyone even imagined the Cardinals were on his radar. That was not anything, at least from what I heard, that had been reported. And if people are now calling the Cardinals the Arizona Texans, which I think is really funny. You got JJ DeAndre Hopkins. And, you know, even just taking those two names when talking about being potential contenders for the Super Bowl, add Kyler Murray, who's at the helm into that mix. I don't think they're as far away as some people might think. Do I think it's going to happen this year? No. Next year even? Probably not. It might take a couple of years to really form that roster together and get it where you need it to be to make that deep of a run. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility whatsoever. And personally, I think the greatest thing about this entire situation is the Peloton drama. (laughs) So people thought they had found JJ Watts Peloton profile and the whole bio, all it said was Cleveland, Buffalo, Green Bay. I think that's why a lot of people had also thought those were the three teams he's going to, it's one of them that he's going to pick. And so when he announced he was going to the Cardinals or even shortly before he made a tweet, he goes, I don't own a Peloton, stop it. And so I thought it was really funny. People were grabbing at anything, which is another reason why I love speculation season. I love seeing the crazy analogies people come up with or their reasoning for things for why they think it's going to happen. And the fact that it came from a Peloton
1: bike profile that wasn't even his, I think is hysterical. You know, I can't even picture JJ Watt riding a Peloton like he is so massive I just can't I can't imagine how I can't either that would work I mean no nothing against him he's just like a solid guy so there's probably a uh, reason
0: he doesn't own a Peloton
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's already got the gym he needs I'm sure he's got plenty of sources in terms of where he could go to work out so Peloton probably doesn't need to be in his home um, but also one of the funny things i saw in terms of the speculation a pittsburgh account had posted a photo that jj had posted of him in the gym and there were weights lined up and they were almost lined up in the steelers logo with a red weight uh, a yellow weight and a blue weight weight <laughs> and someone had circled it and said oh it looks like he's coming to pittsburgh and it's just the internet really shows you everything it's it's amazing what people come up with it really is amazing and you know
0: maybe he did it on purpose maybe <laughs> he didn't we don't know we don't know he was probably just messing with people he was tweeting some really random stuff this past week so wouldn't be surprised if he just thought, hmm, I'm going to do this just to see what people think, because, you know, the people go crazy for that stuff. But in all reality, it was probably just a funny coincidence.
1: And he did go to the Cardinals on a two year, $31 million deal. So that's something to note because it only is two years. So how long will it take for him to get to the Super Bowl? We don't know, but that kind of leads us into the next topic. And Kirsten, I know this is something that you are very passionate about. So go ahead, take it away. Talk about your Minnesota Wild boy. Well, there's only one way to properly have
0: this conversation. So I brought something out of (laughs) the old closet. And I, I think it's just really fitting to talk about Kirill Kaprizov in this manner. The Minnesota Wild have not had a player like this in the entire franchise history. A lot of people have been calling him the next Marion Gabrick. And especially after the past couple of weeks he's had where we got to see his unreal skating abilities, how he was just rounding the edge, just going around the wagon over and over just his crazy athleticism and his abilities. It's almost like he's a freak of nature, the things that he's able to do. And he's only 23 years old. And he's really showing why he was worth the wait. He is the real deal, the Soviet savior, as some people like to call him, Dalabil Kirill, Kirill the Thrill. There's so many things that you can say, but one thing I really want to focus on that's pretty recent in everyone's minds is his month of February. And it was one of the best among all the rookies in the NHL. He scored four goals, had five assists, all in eight games which is averaging over a point per game. And he was in contention for rookie of the month for February. It was Tim Stutzel who ended up coming away with the honor. There's a lot of people in Minnesota who are saying he was snubbed of that. How can, just based on his stats alone, how can you deny him that honor? But if he wins the Calder Cup or Calder Trophy at the end of the year, it'll all be worth it. And he's my front runner. I really, you look at all this guy has to offer I don't think there's any rookie that can compete with everything he has.
1: Well, the wild have certainly profited from him over the month of February. They've done so well in their division. And I will say it is interesting to talk about the Calder trophy so early in the season per se, because this is such a long NHL season. It's supposed to end in July, which is kind of crazy to think about. We're going to play hockey in the middle of the summer. But you did mention who won the rookie of the month for February, Tim Stutzla. And I think, I mean, he is going to be Kirill's competitor this season. He had 10 points in 14 games. And I think, you know, the Senators haven't been playing well in that North Division, but the North Division is really tough this season. So it's not to say that they couldn't turn things around a little bit, but Tim Stutzla has been a a bright sign for them, especially as this obviously is his rookie season. He's really young, 19 years old. He was the third overall pick in last year's draft. Um, but a lot of people you know, are excited about him as well. So I think the Calder Trophy race is going to really heat up as the season goes and I'm excited to see what happens. Obviously not rooting against Kirill. I know that he is he's really getting a lot of fans excited up in Minnesota.
0: He really is and I'm just gonna say it right now, if he doesn't get the Calder Trophy, it's just a snub. I don't care who he's up against, what they do from here on out, It's a snub, and Minnesotans won't forget it. We're uh,
1: putting all our money in Kirill. Kirill is the future. You heard it here first. Well, on that note, I think we're going to head to our next break, but stick with us. We've got our on or off segment and some final thoughts coming up after the break. Welcome back to Off the Record. We've made it to one of our favorite segments, on or off. One of us will say a statement, and the other will say whether we agree with it, meaning on, or disagree with it, meaning off. All right, Kirsten, the best part of March Madness are the bracket polls. That's on, and that's an easy explanation as to why.
0: It's almost, let me restart that. It is the most fun Having the utmost confidence in your bracket, thinking you know what is going to happen. You have all of the picks ready, and you put all your money and all your bets on the table with your friends. so confident. And then as soon as we go into the first games, the very first day of March Madness, that all crumbles because you get all the Cinderella stories going on and everything you thought was going to happen doesn't so the unpredictability of it all I think is so exciting if it was like the NBA for example where in previous years it was always the Warriors or whatever team LeBron James is playing for (laughs) that made it to the finals that got really stale or even in the NFL it's whatever random team and whatever team Tom Brady is now playing for so As much as sometimes it's cool to look at the stats of all of these people who are at the top and staying at the top, I think it is even more fun seeing the underdogs shine. So, yes, the pools are the very best part of
1: March Madness. I love a good upset. I really can't disagree with that either because I always get so excited filling out that bracket. And we are so close to getting to do that. It's March So I I really can't wait for it. (laughs) We were robbed of it last year. So this is our
0: redemption year and we will have our very own brackets for you guys. So stay tuned for that. Now, Alexis, I have a question for you. This is really recent news, just came out on or off. Alex Morgan, Sue Bird, Chloe Kim and Simone Manuel launched their new media company for women called Together. Did they do it at the right time
1: on or off? Absolutely. I mean, the strides that women in sports have made over the past couple of years have been tremendous. And seeing this news today had me so excited. Um, I, I can't wait to see what they do with it and how it takes off. So having an outlet for women in sports is really something that needed to be done. I'm not sure in the past how, if there has been one. But with people that are so widely known, like these four women, it's going to be so exciting to see how they use this brand and take it to the top and really showcase all the talented women in sports. And I think it was just really appropriate. I do agree, I gotta say, this is
0: so on. I think it was incredibly appropriate that they did it during Women's History Month. I think especially too, all of the conversations we've had This entire past year has been leading to this, a movement for change to empower women. They're also focusing on inclusive storytelling and content that highlights culture and sport. So I think just this is what we've been working towards. Women need, and I think have lacked a certain platform for the attention that they have earned in their profession. So I think this is the perfect opportunity to showcase it. I think everything, like I said, that we've been doing this past year has just been leading up to it. I don't think they could have picked a better time to do this. And I'm very
1: excited to follow along. I just gotta throw that out there as well. And I wanna throw out one more thing along with that. Alex Morgan scored her first goal as a mom last week for the US Women's National Team. And I just think that is so awesome. I'm so happy for her. I've always been a big fan of her being a soccer player myself growing up. um, So seeing her accomplish that was really cool. But moving on to our next uh, topic. So Kirsten, it makes sense for the Rockets to retire James Harden's jersey. Now they just announced this, it's a little controversial. What do you think? My gut is telling me to say that
0: this one is off. And here's why. A lot of people I think right now have a lot of really hard feelings towards James Harden. They think he quit on them, the team, the city, and just kind of had a really bad attitude towards the end. I believe I had heard that he was saying he wasn't going to show up for practices, wasn't showing up for practices and just his attitude towards the end in his final days in houston i think was just a really bad taste in a lot of people's mouths and i think if you are going to retire somebody's jersey regardless because he did put his all into houston so i do think there's an argument for it on that end he was the best if not one of i don't know who you would really put up next to him one of the best houston rockets to come through that team and so I don't know if there would be a case as far as talent to put up a better argument for why it should in that regard be retired. But also too, when you look at the standards of when you're honoring a player like that, what was their legacy? What did they put into the team? What did they do for the city? And when you look again at his final days in Houston and just the attitude that he had on his exit, I think that alone kind of speaks for itself. And so I think that was just kind of the last straw to put the nail in the coffin that I don't think it should
1: happen. Really interesting. I think um, to an extent, I will agree with you, but I, I do think for the Rockets, it does make sense to retire his jersey once he is done playing in the NBA. Um, he did so much for the city of Houston. And while it was basically a bitter divorce at the end, I think a lot of it was him just trying to figure out how he could leave the Rockets um, without basically forcing them to get rid of him, basically, is what I'm trying to say. And how he could get to another team where he could make a run at a championship again. So, It does make sense. It is kind of a hot topic, especially because of how he left. But I I think it does make sense for him to have his jersey retired. Yes, we will have to
0: see how it all plays out. I won't be surprised if it happens. And also, too, I think just the entire sports culture is shifting. We've seen it a lot in the NBA. And I think especially after Tom Brady making his move from the Patriots to Tampa, there's a different sort of culture and the NBA's, and em- or excuse me, the NFL's embracing it when it comes to owning your brand, making the moves and showing your worth. And that's been going on in the NBA for a long time. I mean, look at LeBron James. He ends up going where he wants to go, where he knows he can win. I think that's what James Harden was trying to do. He wants that championship, but I, I just don't know if I agree if it was done towards the end in the right way, but I think everyone's gonna have different opinions on that. But Alexis, I now have another question for you. The Florida Panthers are the most underrated team in the NHL.
1: Man, I'm gonna be honest. Um... I think definitely I would agree with that you know when you think of Florida you don't really think of hockey besides the Tampa Bay Lightning after last season and the past couple seasons the Florida Panthers have been a refreshing surprise they really worked in that offseason to build this team and it's paying off they are doing Phenomenal right now, and not to mention their goaltending has been so great. So seeing another team in Florida that is a contender is really exciting. Um, I, I'm, I'm on this train with them. I, I'm curious to see how the rest of the season's going to play out. If they're going to keep this winning streak and keep this point streak up, um, but they are definitely underrated.
0: I don't know how you could be rooting against them at this point. They're not a Chicago Blackhawks or, no offense, Pittsburgh Penguins <laughs> that some people just root <laughs> against that you don't want to see win. They're not like that at all. They've been so under the radar for as long as I can remember that now they literally have been playing great hockey, I would argue, almost this entire season. And people are really just starting to talk about them and they are 21 and 13 on the season and currently first in the discover central division above Tampa Bay the the reigning Stanley Cup champions above Carolina above Chicago and so it's just exciting. I know there was a couple of people who picked them as their dark horse heading into this season and even I was kind of like yeah I don't know very on the fence. And now you're watching all of this happen, and I don't know if you're like me, but ask yourself, how did I miss this? How was I not paying attention? And so I just think it's exciting. Again, I love a good underdog story, and so (laughs) I I hope they make a run for it. I'm excited to see this team down the stretch.
1: Especially, you noted the Tampa Bay Lightning right below them in that division standings. Two Florida teams battling it out in Ice hockey? I mean, I never thought we'd see something like this. Um, You also mentioned, I know you said the Blackhawks. Blackhawks are another team that's been playing surprisingly really good hockey this season. So that Central Division, maybe a couple surprises this season, but it's been really fun to watch. It really has. And
0: I will say Florida and Tampa Bay, they're very close in the standings. It's a one-point difference right now. But that makes it even more exciting because any given night, it could be so back and forth. And I don't know. I feel like it's just a nice change of pace. And again, I'm just excited about this. This is just fun. (laughs) And everyone, this is going to do it for our on or off. Tell us on our Twitter what you think of what we just discussed. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree? We'd love to know what you think. But that's going to do it for this segment. Stay with us because when we come back, we will have our final thoughts. Welcome back to our final segment of Off The Record, our final thoughts. And this week, I came across something very interesting. LeBron James says he is interested in recording an album. Now, I don't know if you guys have heard his song that he has with Kevin Durant. I know a lot of people said it was unbearable. They don't want to listen to it, that it was just really hard to because they're not talented vocally. And I think the funny thing about that is LeBron James did tweet saying he wants to do this. His love for music is unreal, but he knows what he's great at. So don't worry, because he's not going to be doing any of the rapping himself, but he has friends who can rap. He did close out that tweet by saying, so I do think this is something that's going to happen. I'm interested in it. I think I'll listen to it for sure. that's just not something you hear. That's pretty unique to me. How many NBA stars, especially of LeBron James's caliber, go and do a rap album. So
1: I'll listen to it. I'm into it. I guess I'll note that I will probably listen to it as well. Being from Ohio, Um, you know, LeBron was the guy growing up. He still is the guy. So I guess, um, I guess I'll listen to it too if it comes out, but I wouldn't say rap is my first choice, but maybe he could have some like help from like his son or something, his kids, um, kind of guide him into what is today's rap. I, I-, I don't know, but it'll be interesting what? to me if that <laughs> happens. <laughs> Uh, And in my final thought, I have a big shout out to the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association on making history over the weekend. They were the first pro women's hockey game to ever be played at Madison Square Garden. And it was the first broadcast live on national television on Sunday. It's a part of their 2021 Dream Gap Tour. So that's super cool, especially heading into Women's History Month. Um, just really amazing steps towards making the sport of hockey uh, more equal across the board for women and men.
0: I, again, couldn't have said that better myself. It's the definition of growing the game. There's been so much support from tons of professional hockey players, and it's just gained a lot more momentum. I think this is the perfect time to do it during Women's History Month. And again, what Can you imagine what those young girls who want to play hockey, whose brothers play hockey and just think, I don't know if I can do that. There's not a a lot of people like me who do play, who now see these women on this platform doing such big things. That to me is just so cool. And I know Kyle Turris too on her turf had a nice quote from him saying, I want my daughter to have the same opportunities as my son does. And so I think this is a perfect example of that. I think we're going to just continue to see even more momentum for it moving
1: forward. And this is just the start of an awesome, awesome chapter for women's hockey. Definitely just the start So that about wraps it up this week. Thank you for tuning in wherever you are in the country. Make sure to follow us on our Twitter, OTR Sports Talk. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Whether you're listening to this on our new podcast platforms or watching on our YouTube, we totally appreciate it. For Kirsten and myself, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.